Welcome back to Ready Comics Roll. If you enjoy what you're listening to, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. I've saved the Republic twice before. I've fought Mandalores and Armies of the Dark Side. You won't stop me. I'm Anthony. I sense a disturbance in the Force. I'm John. You always sense a disturbance in the Force. I'm Mike. So, today we're going to talk about all the side shit in Star Wars. Um, things all that, the side shit? All really? the side shit. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think we have the time to speak of all the side shit. Well, that, that's a lot to speak of. I think what you're trying to say is that we're going to speak of some side shit for <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> well, the, the idea is, is to kind of... I mean, we, we got Rogue One. We're getting Solo literally in a week. Right. Um, or if you're listening to this in the future, we've gotten Solo. Um, <laughs> and who knows what else. Um, we're supposed to be getting Lando that has been announced, but not necessarily given any kind of set release date or I, even a filming increment. I am biding myself for anticipation because of the fact that, you know, Childish Gambino as Lando, we've said it before, amazing. I just hope that... Everything catapults really well in the solo movie for us to really be encouraged to see a Landau movie. I'm excited. I mean, again, Donald Glover, great yeah. actor. He's he's hilarious. Um, he is an amazing, really uh, talented musical artist. And I'm really excited to see him as Lando. And I don't think any of us here were, were expecting an announcement of a Lando solo this movie. Early. This, this early, early, at least. Uh, and... The only thing I will say is I'm a little sad because I still really want to get that Obi-Wan announcement that we still have yet to get. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is they need, if they're going to do an Obi-Wan movie, they either need to recast completely or go with Ewan McGregor and kind of, you know. He, uh, from my understanding, Ewan McGregor is down for the cause. He wants to do it. And it's actually great timing because you gave him enough time between um, what was going on. In, you know, episode three, he gets to facially and physically age a little bit more. So he doesn't look out of place in, if you're going to do, let's say, a time span, you know, the time span between episode three to episode four. So you really can kind of go in and grab that they don't have to use as many prosthetics. You, you Coloring the hair maybe is probably what they would do. He can grow back and out even the just beard. a little bit. Let's think... Recently, um, I want to say even like a month or two ago, he was seen in like at some kind of award ceremony. I really wish I remember what it was. And they were talking to him about it because he just so happened, oh, everybody's saying it may be a coincidence, he had the exact beard that he had when he was playing Obi-Wan. So yeah. a lot of people were asking him, like, hey, you know what? That was when they asked him, would you be up for playing the role? And he's like, um, yeah, sure. You know, and I'm, I'm available for that. And to me, it kind of seems like he's already preparing for that. If not already, they may have secretly started shooting. I, I, I'm one that would be definitely on board because, it, to me, he now is kind of Obi-Wan. I, yes. I think he kind of fits the mold. I think he fits the the presence of who Obi-Wan is. Well, yeah, we've seen, him in, we've seen him as an apprentice. We've seen him in his early, more youthful, a little more reckless uh, age to where we see him mature, we see that character development, we really see him evolve into that new hope Obi Wan. Right. Well, we also have we also have the possibility of them doing a um, bringing in Samuel Jackson to reprise his role. Um, and doing a doing. <laughs> you should a... see the look on John's face. He's like, "How? What are they no. going to do? Are they going to do, do his, pre, his, yeah, pre like his death? Uh, like 
him coming up before he becomes a master. Yeah, like, before he's a master. That that means which okay. Uh, uh, I have no problem really with them spotlighting Obi Wan or I mean uh, Mace Windu um, more on certain things. My only thing is I hope that they're really not trying to do a um, which. Funny, Disney, cash grab. Ha, go figure! No, but I, I'm saying for real, you don't need to do every single character. You don't need to do no. an origin or come well, up with every the single thing. thing. The thing People is, want an Obi-Wan story because he's been a popular character for a really, really, really long time. Yeah. And the fact that Obi-Wan has so much story to him, and of course this is, uh, you know, before new canon, new legacy well, of everything. The big thing is, is a lot of a lot of the fan base that was fans of the novelizations and stuff that went on that actually included characters like Mace Windu, like Plo Koon, were kind of you know it was very anticlimactic how they all go out. Right. I mean, Mace has a little bit more See, of a of a fight, but, but but that's the thing though. Me and we've said this before. I'm a big Plo Koon fan. I would never ever expect a Plow Coon movie. Well, I wouldn't expect a movie, but what, I, what I'm saying is, is there's, there's... Comic book series, yes. Yes. Um, most <laughs> I think definitely. That, I think you can get away a lot more with writing a comic book series about a character kind, to kind of spotlight everything instead of putting in so much money and time and effort into a solo movie to, to kind of... Well, there was... There, there, there's... There was talk about them doing um, an old masters like Netflix series kind of thing, where it would be it would be the Mace Windu, it would be the Plo Koon, it would be the I can never remember the Syrian guy's name, but the the guy with the big forehead. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd get a little bit more of an origin to Yoda. You'd get a little bit more of an o- origin to uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Like, I, I, I think that would be a really cool thing to do. A lot of it you would have to recast because you're not going to pay the the buco bucks to get everybody that played those characters. Speaking of, um, what's his name? I heard is supposed to be. I mean, I think we've talked about this slightly before. There's supposed to be a live action Star Wars like. Netflix or YouTube series. A long time ago, that was actually Rogue One was going to be. No, no, uh, I, I even heard because what's his name? There, there who does one Iron re- Man. There was one recently. The um, the guy who does uh, Iron Man. Um, Robert uh, Downey. Huh? No, no, not Robert Downey. <laughs> you know, no. Uh, what's his name? He the actually creator. he he directs the movies. And, John uh, Favreau. For, John Favreau. Yeah, he <laughs> he's also uh, what's his name in that movie. Uh, he was. Uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Happy Hogan. Yeah, Happy. So he plays Happy. He, he from my understanding, I, I think he's actually Oh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. He was and this pegged is more recent. for... Yes, yes, this was actually more recently announced. This was, it, it was it was It was only just like a very short, quick announcement. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of why I almost completely forgot about it, because mm-hmm. they never really touched on it or mentioned that's anything other again. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're actually they are in the works. Yeah, so yeah. maybe he's working on something with, with Netflix. Yeah. And then also with Rebels ending, there's now the new series, The Resistance, which takes place during uh, the Disney new canon with the um, post... Uh, Force Awakens. We're going to be getting a mm-hmm. animated series around that as well. Yeah, that's going to be leading into uh, Episode Nine. Yes, it's kind of the backdrop of Eight. Mm-hmm. Like it's the it's the whole them losing a lot of their fleet and all that stuff. As someone who really enjoys Star Wars itself, though, do you think that that there's the market is going to be 
Oversaturated? Oversaturated with everything. I mean, like, really, do you think that's going to start... It, I know it's a grab to get new audience, well, but do you think, think that the older do you, audience... Do you, th- is... do you think the comic book the, the comic book stuff's oversaturated with Marvel having... That's, that's a little bit different, because the comic book audience is a lot more different than the mainstream audience. When it comes to people with comic books... Uh, only events like Marvel events, where you go back to back events, do people kind of well, get I'm, tired I'm of it? I'm talking about right. the the main the mainstream stuff, though. No, the fact what... that we got Cloak and Dagger, we had New Mutants, we had um... some people are claiming fatigue. I don't know how true that is, but we uh, Idris Alba. Just... Idris Alba should be claiming fatigue. <laughs> They're going to be ma- he, apparently he's getting more roles within within Marvel. Like that's been his like that was the thing like. Well, he I, wanted a bigger role, so they apparently Heimdall's death may be permanent, and he may be playing either Moon Knight or some other new character coming. Oh, down don't line. tease me like that! I would love to <laughs> do see not tease me because that would be, that would be oh. Uh, listen, I've I've said it before. There's also a talk of him playing some bounty hunter in Star Wars at some but, point. Yeah, but no, if he's getting if he's getting a lot more roles, that's great on him. And I've said it before, Moon Knight, I'd be craving for, but. Uh, I think the difference with what we're looking at from Star Wars to uh, the comic book, like Marvel Studios and doing everything like that, is one, we've seen for DC, they have their stuff spread over so many different networks that some people don't even follow this, that, or the other. Um, the other thing, too, is that because DC also has it spread over so many networks, there's no kind of real continuity between them. And there's no connection to where people are like, okay, this is another comic book thing and feeling that fatigue. This is just like, for newer people who are watching it on the CW or, you know, whatever, they're like, this is just another show. They don't feel connection to it. On the flip side, then you have Marvel, who a lot more stuff is concentrated, except for, like, Fox, which we're seeing kind of like a buyout with everything. A lot. I don't think a lot of people feel much fatigue with that because they're building a, a continuous universe. Yeah. Um, when it comes down to Star Wars, Star Wars, for whatever reason, because of the fact that you have old Legends legacy stuff and then new canon, there's a huge base between the fandom that is divided. And, yeah. and what's new, what's old, what should be kept, what isn't, and if a movie is good, or if they're shitting on it. Like, it, it's really complex with how the fandom is driven it right now. Yeah, because, the, like you just said, that really seems to be where the separation is, right, as we speak, is the people that are for the new canon, and then the people that are all about legends. Yes. And um, so it really depends on, to answer your question, how, uh, what direction they're going to take things. I really think there's going to be a bigger emphasis on the new Disney new canon. And that seems to be driving away a lot of the older fans, unfortunately. Here, Not all. But. Here's the thing. I, I don't I don't see that as being the case. Because here here's here's the thing. Marvel and Disney and Lucas I just Arts, want to point out a quick fact on our case of how the old fandom is kind of shitting on things. Now, we've had comments in our Star Wars no, no, video no, no. I, not, where people who were so I'm not talking about the divide. Yeah, I'm, yeah. No, I'm talking about oh, the fact okay. that Disney okay. di- or Disney's not trying to take that route. I don't think they're trying to divide us even worse. I think they're that's trying may not be to, their intention. No, they might be doing I think that they're, they're they're literally trying to bridge those gaps by doing things like some of the comic book series. I mean, this is mainly on Marvel, but the comic book series, which are continu- considered canon now, are connecting some of the old 
uh, plots. Well, it's, to... it's, it's bringing it's things new... from Legends into new canon. Yeah, They're right. trying to do their best to appease fans. But like you said, that's mostly comic side. As far as like the actual movie continuity, who knows? We can hope that they do so, but time will tell. Yeah, I mean. For for a big fan of Thrawn, for me, the fact that they took a character that I liked in old Legends, you know, and re-initialized him in new uh, new canon, being in Rebels, and also uh, the writing the yeah. new comic series, new novels, and stuff like that, it energizes me for the fact that they did not toss out a instrumental character that plays a big role in no it's not the core movies but it plays a core um aspect in a lot of the novelizations and comics yeah. from older so for me that that was a huge hope what are they going to do with them how are they going to do everything i'm i'm kind of looking forward to see it i hope that he doesn't get shat on but that's always going to be the risk and it's just like i've said in uh we we kind of talked about um it in our review of Deadpool, uh, not to give away any kind of spoilers or anything like that. It's the the concept of writers redesigning an aspect of a character. It happens every single time, especially when comic books want to reboot their entire series. So why is Star Wars so much different to the fans? I think that they hold it to their chest a little bit more because there's been, I don't want to say a constant canon source, because, Mike, we know... Most of the time, Lucas was just like, yeah, you want to write it? Okay, put my name on it and give me the royalties. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's really there, there what it was, was. There was so much stuff that... They like, hold it to their chest, though. I mean, you, you had so many authors who helped canonize old Star Wars. And a lot of them, think, thankfully, they were around. I mean, but the thing is, it's for every, you know, like, two good writers, for every Michael Draczynski you had, you had some... Off the wall, dude. Just say it, twat. <laughs> Some twat who's going to come in here and be like, you know what? I just wanted to write a sci-fi book, but because I put the Star Wars name on it, it sold better. I just want to do a cash grab, but you're going to go it because it says Star Wars on it. I don't care how the writing is. Yeah. I, I just hope... I think, I think Disney, though, because they know and value the franchise, yes, for a money value to them because they see it as this is going to make us money this is going to be a great way for us to have strong uh, longevity within the field that i think disney still puts a lot of care into what they're trying to do i mean case in point i've heard a lot of good things and i've seen only parts not all of it with like rebels yeah. A lot of people really liked Rebels. They liked that aspect of things. It got a little wonky towards the end. There were some very huge canon-breaking style things that kind of occur. But overall, they, they it was, that, they it was great. They did that with, uh, with uh, Clone Wars, too. So Yeah. And that is still considered part of the new canon. Right. So. Yeah. Anything that's kind of... That was on TV... The start, the... Which is still a funny thing that's hotly debated, but there is a definitive thing that the creators themselves have kind of established, which is the Clone Wars series, the yeah. the um, CGI one, not the animated hand-drawn one, is considered canon. Oh, I like uh, the shorts, canon. Yeah. I really like the shorts. <laughs> it was one of those co- those constant things where it's just like, it was really action-packed, it told a great story, you didn't need a lot of dialogue, and you Yo, were... it was interested. hilarious. Yeah, but it, you, you saw a lot of cool things that you didn't see in, let's say, Clone Wars or something like that. Yeah. They kind of exaggerated a lot of things more. 
to make you really kind of, I don't want to say connect with the character, but you got to see them really spotlight some people in how awesome they were. Yeah, In those little shorts, you know? Uh, I mean, come on, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Um, plant, monster, big guy, on the Separatist side, uh, could regen, stuff like that, always, Dirge. Dirge, yeah. Dirge. Dirge was an amazing character. You didn't see him, like, anywhere else, but Dirge was awesome. If you, if you have not seen Dirge, Google him. Big, armored, growing guy. Like, his species is insane. Like, lives for a really long time. He's basically Groot, okay? Crazy. Like, can live out in hyperspace and shit like that. Like, it, it's nuts. So, I'm still waiting to see whether or not there's going to be, like, a tie-in to the Marvel Universe to Star Wars. I mean, they already did the whole thing where E.T. I've already exists. proved it. I've already <laughs> proved it that they can connect it to Earth. E.T. Again? Nope. <laughs> that was that. That was my big crowning achievement for that battle royale. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was crazy shit. But um, yeah, no, it, just the care that they kind of put in with it. I liked how that small series t- turned yeah, out. Yeah, like I said, they are at least trying to find a balance uh, between uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sticking to the old fans and uh, with uh, again taking some of the stuff from Legends, bringing it into the new canon, but also trying to get. A lot of newer fans, a lot more people interested by going a little bit more mainstream with some of the things they're doing with the new canon. For instance, a big example We of haven't that, gotten a Jar Jar Binks yet, so I'm okay. Yeah. The only way they could have made that any better is to somehow retcon him out of canon, period. But, they should have just gone with the Ari Salvatore ending of uh, Clone Wars. They should have just killed him off. <laughs> I, I think everybody would be happier. Every, a lot of people would have been happy, and a lot of people wouldn't have felt that whole, like, please don't let this be true. Please tell me he's not, like, some kind of Sith Lord. Oh, and it, everyone knows that it's not true, but the fact that people can actually throw that out there... Jar Jar Binks is Snoke. Yeah, like... There's enough evidence to try and maybe piece together some kind of bullcrap that sounds somewhat credible. Exactly. So, like, the like, fact yeah. that you can piece together a bullshit theory makes it to where, like, no, please, please, no, please. Just, <laughs> you could have you thrown Jar Jar Binks into your Cosmic Force video and I would have slapped you. No. I mean, it would have worked because that's it, it, kind of well, his whole character through Clone well, Wars. We're, I'm, not, I'm not done with that, so don't tempt me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you will get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, so that kind of comes into um, another part of the questioning, though, is with, with the fact that we kind of know that they're looking into avenues for live action shows. They're mm-hmm. looking they're always going to be pushing cartoon shows because cartoons are a great way to do the impossible to really merchandise the the fandom to kind of uh galvanize them that respect. Galvanize them that That's respect. also how you can get a lot of the younger audiences too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you can kind of grow into it. But what kind of series in the books or anything like that would you like to kind of see? I still want the Old Republic. I think the Old Republic, there's so much, like, wealth of stories, characters, lore that we have not explored. I would just, I would pay them just to remaster the two games. I See, I was thinking about that. Alright, so you mean just remaster the games, period, or retell the story of the games? Remaster those games, retell the story. I don't care what you want to do. Just give me those games back. (laughs) But not a remake. A remaster. Yeah. Okay. I would like them keep up- it the same way. You just want to keep, update. Yeah. Keep the combat systems the same. Keep keep a lot of the the which the we have a peri- we still same. have a peri- honor. I keep butchering that, but 
Still keeping an eye on that developer who's redoing. Exactly I don't, I don't like that. to. I don't like to bring them up too much because I don't want them to, get to shut down. We don't, exactly. we don't want that to happen. We want Disney, to be you heard nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, okay, because I was afraid there for a moment because I do not want to see the games put into a movie or a series. However, what I would like to see as a movie or a series, especially because there's a, supposedly a movie trilogy still well, works. Hold on, I, I have is, to say this real quick. I have to say this. Disney, revoke EA's contract, give it to some other develop any other developer. Like literally okay, except Activision. Don't give it to Activision, don't give it to They're EA. Just as bad. Yeah. Don't get no Activision. Just get whatever company you decide to get and have them remake those games. CD Project Red. CD Project Red would be good. Even Bethesda would be okay in a lot of ways. It would be a little buggy, it- but and I have to cut in because I, I want to let Anthony finish his point for what he was talking about for his thing. But because we're on the talk about EA and the Battlefront series and stuff like that, what I found really cool, which I would love to see because I'm an imperialist, is that uh, there was a lot of novels that more recently came out because of, of Battlefront the Battlefront. Too. And it had to do, oh, I'm going to kick myself right now, with uh, a squadron that was within the Empire. and um, Inferno Squad. Inferno Squadron. So they, they go through this whole thing, and it's kind of the experience, and it, it deals with the, you know, uh, all the crap from the Rebels and how they use just as much propaganda as the Empire and different things. But it, it, it you know, obviously goes in the way a cosmic... Or, commonly does for star wars but showing that showing a different view um of you know they, uh, they I, started it with rebels the, re- they, the rebellion kind of... the rebellion and the resistance are what i have always referred to as a temporary solution to a permanent problem the galaxy the galaxy is broken and the empire is not the problem the empire was a solution to a lot of the galaxy's problems absolutely but they're, they're, they're essentially a stopgap as well. Well, what I'm trying to say is a series I think that could work is you have it almost as a split set series. You, you show, you show the rebels and you show the empire and kind of you get familiar with casts of characters that are on both. Not that different than a, 8th MS team from Gundam. Yeah. You could make a series that to where realistically you can be sympathetic towards both sides that aren't necessarily a giant cosmic force using episode or or series. But yeah, to the point I was trying to make before is I would like to see this work out one of two ways. If we're doing movies, I would like to see what happens before with Revan and Malik. As far as going against, you know, during the Mandalorian Wars. I want to see that done as far as series shows, as far as the Old Republic. To be able to see the conflicts, the the actual uh, war itself, uh, Malachor Five, um, Not just flashbacks and hearsay. No, I, exactly. I want to see wanna... everything. Yeah. But do you really think they could shove that into one movie? No, that's why I said. There's a trilogy of movies. So across the trilogy of movies, we can see either what that, leads to the eventual fall. Either that Wars is a Netflix series. There well, that's go. what I was going to get at. So otherwise, what we can do, especially because for people who really enjoy political intrigue, and especially because we're talking about propaganda on both sides, have a Netflix series or just a series in general that covers the old, old Republic era that shows you a lot of that. Yeah. Or you do the Netflix series like, a, like the... Um... Uh, the animated um, movie. Oh, shit, it was the 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 space movie where they're fighting the giant bug things. 
There's like three of them. One of them has Neil Patrick Starship Harris. Troopers. Starship Troopers. There's an animated series for Starship Troopers that was actually really good for a little See, while. I thought and you, then it got really weird. I thought you were almost talking about uh, the animated series, the shorts for Halo. Those were also really good. Those were really good too. And I think you could almost, like I said, the same the same concept that I was doing, which is you 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 show Imperial officers, Imperial troopers and stuff like that, and you're kind of let's say building this garrison and you have uh, but you're building towards them sympathetically yeah. in a world where it's kind of going just to kind of view the opposite side and show the propaganda and how everything kind of works. Well, I think I think I the, think that would be a great I series. think it would be cool with like the if you did the, like the Mandalorian wars and you do it like the, the like the Mandalorians are like the bugs from Starship Troopers. <laughs> Way to like, dehumanize an entire group of people, asshole! I know. No, no, you're because... such a xenophobe. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you watched, if you watch the animated series, it goes from this, this, this like horrors of war kind of thing. Like, like the first like six episodes are just battle after battle after battle, and it's like you just get dead bugs everywhere, and it's just you know they're it's the their siege tactic. They swarm, right? So you have the Mandalorians doing that. And then it goes into the whole, like, there's a there's a leader, there's a whole, like, organization to them, and then it goes into the whole turning them into sympathetic. So what he's saying is, instead of using the term insects, you freaking xenophobus, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> it, it, more or less, he, he, you paint them as a very barbaric race, and then you actually show the intricacies. They're the Zerg. The, Come on, they're the Zerg. The intricacies and the hierarchy that is within their society, which is funny because they create some of the best starships out there. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just want more Ewok adventures. Listen, I'm gonna smack you. All right, go back and watch the prequels. Either way, listen. I, I'm still. I, I want them to cast some kind of Ewok as a Sith Lord. I still think that Ar- Darth Ikachikachu will come out there one day, my creation, as <laughs> in some kind of form. That'd be oh, great. God. Just to see this ninja Ewok going around and slicing oh and things up. Like, how crazy would that be? You thought you thought Yoda was a badass when he was hopping around in his little frog legs? Nah. Wait for little Teddy Ruxpin to come down with a red lightsaber, <laughs> bloodthirsty as shit. Or even then, they're really, like, geniuses when it comes to... Adapting to technology. Exactly. So imagine the kind of crazy, like, mm-hmm. weaponry that he would fasten, like, or, like, just having... Improvised weaponry of any kind, or just what they would even be able to pull off besides well, just the lightsaber. It, it, it's I think it's less about improv, uh, improvisation and more about actually adapting to the resources that they have. So yeah. the utilization of it would be quicker to obtain. So you give them a blaster, they'll learn how to use the blaster really quick. I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, the worst case scenario if you want them to adapt to it is they take it and guess what? They'll put a spear on the end of it. Like that's going to be their adaptation of what's going on. They're still, you know, uh, they're uh, still somewhat primitive, but they're, they're primitive. They're, they're, they're intelligent. Just, they're resourceful. Exactly. They, well, they, they're very they, creative. Yeah, they're very creative, but they also, the, for whatever reason, their brain structure is just they're like masters of guerrilla tactics. They, they're <laughs> absolutely, but they know how to just adapt to the current technology quickly. Yes, that's just what it comes down to. So, so, so some people say that the worst thing that ever happened to the Star Wars universe and franchise was George Lucas having kids, because that's how we got Ewoks and Jar Jar Binks and the entirety of the prequels. 
So on to a better part of the conversation. <laughs> um, what what would you say then? Because obviously we're still kind of talking about that. What would you like to see? Is there something within um, Legends that you wish that they kind of pulled or utilized more? No, Yu Zhong Wang. I, I know that's I know <laughs> that's a we're very... not saying the things that we don't want. I know, but I just felt like I needed to say that real quick. <laughs> I know some people really liked that aspect of it. Um, well, the especially the fact that they no, they're unaffected never, by the force. It was never but... a good. It was never a good thing to bring in, essentially, because the whole reason why it even got made is because Star Trek got the Borg. Yeah, if they... it wasn't for the Borg, we never would have had the Yuuzhan Vong. The Yuuzhan Vong are the Borg. They're just organic Borg. Organic Borg. They're well. I mean, to tell you the truth, you looked at when. The Yuuzhan Vong came out uh, in Legacy Era, and it was this culmination of everything that was kind of coming up, and realistically, it was a way to bring, it was an enemy, a big enemy, which could bring together enemies to face an enemy. My foe, you know. The enemy of my enemy becomes my friend. Exactly. I, I like that idea of it, and I also like the idea of having a force that you're going against that you can no longer use your magical space wizardry. Well, but that's the point. That was the other thing. Well, it's not just make enemies allies, but also your space wizardry is no longer a get-out-of-jail-free card for you. Yeah. Actually start doing what the people who have done in this entire time, which is use technology, use the resources at its base instead of you just going hey i'm gonna wave my hand and make this problem go away yeah. yeah well and that that's that's one of those things like i've always want i always wanted to see them redo or adapt in some fashion shadows of the empire because that's the that's the like pre into you jean vong if you if you because you get um zixie or whatever his name is the the prince that shows up at the end of shadows of the empire that's the like not Zorn, or it's not Zorn. It's like Zivri, or it's a weird name. Right. It's a space. It's, it's got like three X's in it, and like no consonant, no other consonants besides okay. that. Yeah, I was going to um, say, are we going into the cons- or, are we going into the consortium? Are we um, really going into the consortium? <laughs> but he he was kind of that precursor, like he's pr- kind of the precursor to the Yuuzhan Vong. As he's the he's the ally that they made that didn't decide didn't really want to wait for them to show up. He was like, "I'll show up first, right after they've defeated the Empire." Like he's literally like there the second the death the second Death Star is destroyed. Like he's like, "All right, now you got to deal with me. <laughs> I'm up." Well, that here's another thing too with like Kyle Katarn and stuff like that. I think that there's a a, a really good. Um, platform there to see things that we didn't get to cover in the movies and everything like that like like the the black suns yeah you know you could have a smuggler-esque series okay that deals with this that and the other maybe something along the lines of like rogue one that um deals with common criminals in a sense like those are space criminals but they're big. They're they're huge. No, I agree with you. Kyle Katarn it could be a gateway to a lot of very interesting concepts that would be brought into Star Wars, or even things that we don't necessarily see very often, such as even we like to talk about the balance of the Force. And even though like we none of us really like the name of Grey Jedi, but the concept of that too 
I, I still people. stick by the fact that it should be called True Force Adept. And I agree with you. Again, I've ne- I've never been a fan of the name, but the concept of it is interesting, especially because he was big on that as well. Because even he himself said, even though he's wrong, and we'll explain that in our Force Explained video, that there are no sides to the Force. It is basically what is considered light and dark is your intent, your actions, like what you choose to do with those abilities mm-hmm. versus the abilities themselves. And just to be able to see that kind of come into play would be interesting because I have a, a greater dynamic of just the extremes of light and dark. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't know, I, I just kind of want to see them, I know it's it's blasphemy, like have a Star Wars series that has less force in it. No, I'm I, all for I, that too. I really, I really want to see... Outer Rim Adventures. Uh, yeah, cool. like, I really want to see some stuff that's less reliant on the Force, especially depending on where you set the campaign. Realistically, you know, a lot of the stuff, Force users, Jedi, so on and so forth, aren't there. 90% of the galaxy doesn't have Force users, or at least they're not adept at the ability for them to have a force tradition have they might have be force sensitive at best yeah they, they may be force mm, something's fucking strange but that's just how you explain heroes being kind of on their toes a little bit better but you don't have to go uh listen the way they're going to get out of this is because hero a is going to fucking force crush a rope and they win the day you know like well- and this is this goes into the whole like the biggest fault of of last jedi was making her literally attached to nothing she she becomes a true mary sue at that point when you when you when she has no background in anything other than essentially surviving on a dead rock um it may be an important dead rock but it's still a dead rock she she doesn't really lend to break away from what that that stereotype is like they they turn her into a mary sue by doing that whole you have no background prepare the comment section exactly <laughs> i'm not trying to I, I i don't believe that she's a worthless character i thought that she was a was a remarkable thing that they they done um the actress is very talented the the problem is is giving her no past kind of I, lens to I, I don't that. think the no past is so much the issue for me. It's it's uh, more again her progression. That to me is the issue. Now this is what this is what apparently progression kind of go no, hand in hand. Not always. Not always. You can be an absolute nobody who becomes a somebody with with time if it's explained well enough. There's a way of avoiding the Mary Sue in that regard. But what I mean yeah, is... Yeah, where the fuck is the montage? <laughs> <laughs> like, realistically, that's what he's saying. I wanted a motherfucking montage! <laughs> kind of. Everybody needs a montage! Montage! <laughs> kind of. But, I mean, more of the point was, the only explanation we got is how she had such a, a rapid jump in not only ability, skill, power, came from the book. That they said, okay, don't read the books, you can watch the movies... Which the book explains, and this is apparently canon, which is really irksome, is when she first reaches into uh, Kylo Ren's mind, that's why she got so good. That's in the books. That is considered canon. To me, that's bullshit. That's a very lazy writing explanation of why she suddenly ramped up in power, ability, That's lazier than your time machine only having two churches. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fucking for real. (laughs) There needs to be something more than that. Yeah, like... 
Okay, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence with coming down to that whole thing, like not having a past, because I understand that you want to have your material as the new reboot. So you want to say, I want to disconnect and kind of have this person be charged with being the everyman to come up to be something great. I mean, that's the theme of it. They even say, you know, kill off the past. You know, that's the only way to go forward. That's been a theme of my this problem new is, series. Is, my problem is, is they, they started it off with uh, episode seven being so nostalgic and trying to literally play be, off the past. Play off, but the then past. they're telling you to forget the past. Exactly. It's very hypocritical. Hell no. That's why. That's why I'm on the other side of the fence. They should have embraced it. They should have connected it. They should have ran with it and had her. They could have just had a passing some of kind the torch. Of oh no! So, if, the, no passing yeah. of this torch at least fucking worked. For yeah, it. that's what I mean. That, that's, that's what, that's what, what I they want. Had. Instead of uh, ending it the way they did, instead of just flat out killing off the characters, this is not a Genkai, you know, using her energy to give it to Yusuke Yurameshi so he could actually unlock his potential in the Dark Tournament Saga. No, that we didn't have that. No, okay, that's, that's <laughs> what we do. They, we didn't need to see the old heroes being the badasses. We didn't need to see the old heroes being the one that are still. The one saving the day. It is the if we could have just got a tiny little passing the torch, like we kind of had that with Han Solo and Ray, except for that there was no passing torches. He was dead. That was it. You just watched well, Storm Thrive, which I was think, playing off of New Hope with all Obi Wan and Luke. And I think there was a little bit of a passing the torch because the whole thing, like to me, the symbolic nature of him giving um, Ray a blaster yeah. and kind of truly embracing her into the family. You know what I mean? I think that did more to passing the torch. Yeah, than... Han more passed the torch than Luke ever did. Exactly. Because not only that, passed she the assen- lightsaber over his shoulder. She <laughs> essentially, he essentially passed her on the ship. Like the Millennium yeah. Falcon is now her and Chewie's. Morally, mostly Chewie's. But... It's, listen, it's always been mostly Chewie's. Han just kind of lived there. <laughs> he fucked that shit up. <laughs> oh, but speaking of which, so yeah, we have Solo coming up. And I know we have some thoughts as far as what we're hoping to see going into this movie. We got some very interesting facts. Again, we see Disney really trying to uh, embrace a lot of newer, more progressive concepts and trying to get a newer crowd in there. Like, I don't know if you guys heard the news or not, but they flat out said that Lando's pansexual. Yeah, I Which, heard about that. to me, totally makes sense if you really think about it. He's always been the kind of playboy. He's always been the smooth operator. So for them to come out and say that, it's like a lot of people, and myself included, are like, and... I kind of already figured that was the case. <laughs> no, and uh, whether it is, whether it is. So now it's, it's him and Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just looked at it this way, and I was talking to someone the other day. I'm all like, okay, so, I mean, in, in the first three episodes, you know, episode one, two, and three, you had a connection between Anakin and um, Padme, but it was kind of like something in the background. Yeah. Okay. In in um you know episodes four, five, and six, you had Han and and uh, Le- Leia, but at the same time you had Luke and Leia, so it was yes. kind of awkward. Oh, anyway. oh, oh. <laughs> if I remember correctly, they totally got it on. Wait, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> awkward. <laughs> but they totally, they totally didn't kiss though. Like I kept thinking, maybe it was like repressed memories. I'm like, no, it never happened. They never did kiss on the lips. They totally did. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily like. A big thing or a BS thing. Like I, I really didn't care whether. To they be fair, she kissed him, and then he looked smug as hell. Yeah, yep. boy. <laughs> um, but when it when it comes down to stuff for for Solo, the things that I'm actually 
I like about it is that they're they're kind of playing off some stuff that some of us knew about Han Solo beforehand that we didn't really get a lot of information because they didn't go super deep into it, but they, they lightly, you know, vaguely put some stuff out there. His connection to the Empire before he became a smuggler. Do you think you we're going to see more of that in the movie? Or do you I think, think it's just going to be, a, again, like maybe a tiny scene I and think, then vague references? No, 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 no. I think that we're going to start off the movie where he is entering into the Empire. I, I want to say maybe like the first 20 minutes or something like that. Where it's dedicated to him kind of being there and doing that. And then making some other friends that are outside of it. And that kind of pulls him away from what he was hoping to do. Which is be a pilot in in uh, the Empire. Which, if, if I remember correctly, Han came, one, from money. Two, from like inner core worlds. And three, he was training to be an officer. I don't really ever remember him training to be a pilot. I think that was just like a really good skill, and most officers tend to be pilots as well. If you really look at it, that well, way. I think I, from what I remember in the books, he he specifically was trying to be a pilot. That's possibly true. He kept, think, get, he kept getting overshadowed by some. It was either someone or it was just the fact that like one of his instructors or somebody had it out for him. I think that I forget exactly how he got it played a spell out. for punching a dude in the jaw. Well, I think what gave him his officer status was the family that he really came from. I think that's how it was in the books. I could be wrong. Please let us know in the comments below if you remember anything for Han Solo and the old books for kind of the connection to this. But again, what I'm what I'm psyched about this upcoming movie is those connections to the Empire showing him really doing that stuff before he gets to it. You like, excited before... about something involving the Empire? I no. know, really. <laughs> I'm shook, right? Um, I'm shocked. I would say one of the things I'm most excited for is the evolution of Han as a character. At least from what we've seen from the trailers, and I am a little bit more excited about it because it definitely looks a little bit more Firefly slash Space Western-y in some of the newer trailers. But he seems a lot more naive. He seems like... Do you think that the cast around him is going to overshadow the main character? Mm, yes. Yes and no. I think certain parts, <laughs> yes. Other parts, not. Again, I think they're going to help him involve... Like, my big thing is, we know if we see Paul Bettany, he's being billed as the big bad as far as the film is concerned. I don't think he will be. We see Woody Harrelson as kind of the mentor of Han. He's the one telling him the rules. Like, once you're in this life, you're in it for good. And it is a classic kind of trope. It's a good trope of a story of your mentor who is, like, no honor no honor among thieves, teaching you the ways and ends up betraying you. I ultimately think that's what it's going to come down to. And that's gonna, what's going to help Han evolve from being the kind of more naive, like, um, carefree, cocky individual to the more cynical, calculated individual we kind of see him, at least to some degree, in the new series. calculated? Sometimes. Sometimes. That's what I said. But he's definitely... Listen, he listen. was calculating them credits when he was getting that old man <laughs> and that farm boy on his uh, ship. Listen, I, well, yeah, 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 listen, he's always about money, but really, isn't this the guy who sometimes would do blind jumps into hyperspace routes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sometimes. real calculative. <laughs> that's what's something. I mean, as far as when he's trying to, pull... do you think we're going to get the Kessel Run? <laughs> I, 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 do you I, think I, we're going to get the Kessel Run? Like, do you think it's going to be really short? The part where he meets Lando, okay, and he becomes the pilot for the Millennium Falcon. Is the Kessel Run going to be that scene? <laughs> is that immediately we're going to see it? So, I, I, I don't want to give anything away. Um... Yeah, Kevin Smith has already seen the movie, and he was fanboying about it on his channel and stuff, on Fat Man on Batman and stuff, and 
There was something he always used to say about the Kessel Run. Yeah. That he kind of gave a the, the part little, little bit away, like not necessarily a little bit away, but he 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 exuberantly mentioned something that kind of reminisces about how he used to talk about the Kessel okay, Run. So, so I'm, let, I'm let, thinking we might get a Kessel Run. In this okay, film. so that's cool, and so that means we're finally going to see not Han cheating. Remember, because of how it is, it's a length of distance, not how fast. Because yes, Millennium Falcon fast ship. But how hyperspace works is finding the correct path through space. So therefore, all it is is that Han, not cheating, <laughs> he found a faster route. That's what it comes down to. And we're we may actually be able to finally see... Is you that know, what it means by a parsec then? Is yeah. the fact that he... Because when you hyperspace, it's... Uh, closing the distance. You're actually yes. not traveling a specific distance. You're inside of jumping. Like It's yeah. almost like you're shortening... We, we we can actually have an entire video on how hyperspace... The science of it, absolutely. The science of how hyperspace but works. But maybe that's and what he meant by... And the fact that is a measure of distance, not but time. But that's exactly the yeah, exactly. point. When you hyperspace, no, well, exactly when you spend, uh, you're, you're warping time to close the distance, so you're actually not traveling that great distance. So that's maybe what he meant by a parsec, is hyperspace jumps and it's like, oh, I'm already there. Well, that, that is, it's the whole thing about finding the right route to make sure that you're traveling between point to point exactly. within the time given. And it's that... Because of how hyperspace works, some routes can be trickier than others. You can go from outer to inner really quick, or it could take you a really long time. Which is time. hilarious, because the fandom for the longest time was giving him shit for being a con for saying that line, and we might actually get that scene We may actually where finally get the scene like, that explains No, he it. legit did it yeah. in a parsec. Absolutely. <laughs> not, as, not as a time measurement, but as a distance, because he hyperspace traveled. The exactly. bastard. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. So... Uh, things that, I mean, I, I have a lot of hopes for the solo movie. I know it's going to be kind of hard. Um, it's going to be very character driven. Well, I, I was going to say the, the review on that from us probably won't be next week because actually me and Anthony are going to be going to Megacon. We may or may not try and do a, a special edition of the podcast while we're there, um, yeah. if not, then this is, of course, going to be your warning. We'll probably have it on social media as well of us. That may be a hiatus. Yes. Yeah. A true hiatus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One week of hiatus. Possibly. We're trying to still iron out those details and we'll make sure everyone gets them. But that's the thing, though. The The solo movie comes out next week when we're actually also at uh, Megacon. So it's going to be what what it is is what it is. Um, but to to really see... How that goes, how that movie comes out. Um, I know there was um, a lot of say speculation in the very beginning about the actor who um, plays Han, and I'm still holding out a lot of stuff because I don't think in a lot of trailers we've been given enough of the character's lines and acting ability. He's kind of been like there. Well, this guy hasn't, this guy hasn't other. been in much prior to this or so. anything at all if i can if i'm recalling correctly i don't know if he actually has been in anything i, I this I is one of the, this is the one movie where i'm like listen you can do whatever you want because it's a side story and it's not gonna annoy but me. and also at the same time you gotta look at the history of star wars this is what gave a lot of people their big breaks um yeah well that's what i'm saying is in typical fashion with star wars you you hire no-name actors you hire these guys that like Liam Neeson still is one of the biggest people to ever be attached to a Star Wars movie. 
It's true. You kind of so, go out and get like newer talent. It's or him and Samuel L. Jackson. Those are the two biggest names attached to Star Wars, and both of them are in the prequels. It's very true. And the the fact that you know everything is so wee wobbly and backwards. Gotta love how that works out. But yeah, the the, the fact that um, Solo is coming out, I think that there should be really cool stuff. And I like the fact that in uh, what you were saying to it, this. It goes back to that space westerny feel. Okay, it was always supposed to be a space opera. Well, a space western opera. You know what I mean? It was always supposed to kind of feel like that. It's it's these lands unknown, these worlds unknowns, these everything unknowns. Like, and obviously with the anticipation of Solo kind of right around the corner. Um, you know, we, we've obviously had a lot of things that we've we've hoped or truly hope to see if they are going to continue with everything that's kind of going. But we, we would really like to hear from you guys too. You know, what, what kind of stories do you think are plausible to put for, for it? Or do you not want to see too much? Do you, and tell us, uh, you know, if, if the market is too saturated with everything that's Do going. you want the continuing stories of Kyle Katarn and Dash Rendar? Exactly. Or are we just going to hear some more Darth Nihilus and some Darth Revan and, you know, that kind of stuff down in the comments below? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that will roll us out for the day as well. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and also ding that bell for to be notified of future videos. And if you're listening to this podcast on one of our many different providers, whether it be Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, also be sure to check out our YouTube channel. We have a lot of awesome video content that's available for you to enjoy. Keep in contact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's where you'll know where we'll be. We'll be at Megacon, kind of putting out those events, and see how the podcast is coming. Join us on our Discord channel so you can talk to the Ready Comics Roll crew and other rollers. Maybe you can tell us what you think of the new Star Wars movie coming up. Make sure it's spoilers room if, if you're going to go into that. Or even hopes of what you would like to see for Star Wars. <clears throat> Follow us on Twitch for random live streams throughout the week. I'll be playing some KOTOR at some point. Um, also, I've been playing uh, PUBG and Fortnite. So those are things to come to eventually. And don't forget, if you'd like to see us grow, we have a Patreon. Hop on over become a patron today.